Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This is Central Texas Living with Ann Harder. Hello, I'm Ann Harder. Welcome to Central Texas Living, the podcast. Today, we're going to meet a father and son who've recently moved back to Texas after nearly two decades living in the Philippines. Derek and Cannon Ross here in Central Texas with most of the family. Two adult kids are settled elsewhere, understand. And uh, Derek has deep ties to Central Texas as a member of the Wichita tribe, the Waco, Tawakoni, and Kichi family of Native Americans. And uh, it's wonderful to have you both here. Derek, you reached out to me because of your son, Cannon, who is 20, right? Um, your interest in photography, as well as your experience in the Philippines. So, Cannon, you, most of your growing up, you were born in Texas, but but yes. got out of here as fast as you could, it seems yeah. like, and went to the Philippines. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, I was born in uh, Smithville, Texas, outside of Austin. Yeah, but I moved to Manila when I was two years old. Yeah, it's been crazy. <laughs> okay, so, you, so you've so you lived there for a day, and that's because you're a missionary, is that right? We're missionaries in the Philippines to college students. That's wonderful. And uh, so uh, so many things I want to talk about in the time we have together. But first, I want to talk about uh, Canon, because um, as a 20-year-old, you're here in uh, Central Texas, and you've set up a business. And it's kind of interesting, because uh, you're interested in photography. And um Back to the <laughs> back to the basics. Back to film photography. Yeah, um, I think it's it's crazy because like ph- photography is like so. There's so much creativity with it, but with sure. film, you can get so much more creative. I think because it's so analog and like you have to take it slow and like we were saying outside, it was like. You, everyone in photography class back when it was a thing in the 80s and the 90s, sure. 70s, everyone was like dreading it because it was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I took it at Baylor. Dr. Adrian Vaughn was my professor. I had to take photography as a journalism major. And, uh, you know, we learned the whole darkroom thing and, you know, the all the things you had to yeah. do. I remember my my project was a picture of my cat. <laughs> I still it's burned in my my memory as well the my picture of the cat but um I, I have had friends you know who are professional photographers who you know at one point were like I gotta throw away all my expensive equipment I mean there's no point in even keeping it because everything is digital send yeah. to Canon Ross at <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, so as a as a youngster, and you're still pretty much a youngster, Canon. But uh, when you were still in the Philippines, uh, you were you were kind of working as a as an intern and a helper for a very famous photographer. Tell me about that. Yeah, his name was Pat D. Um, I got it through a teacher at my school, just a random connection there. But he's Pat D is one of the most famous wedding photographers in Southeast Asia. Before that, he was doing fashion and everything with the celebrities in the Philippines and anyone who's like anybody, he was doing their weddings. And I just happened to meet up with him somehow and got an internship with him, but I did over 80 weddings with him all of 2019 and into 2020. But yeah, it was crazy getting that. Like we would do weddings from 8 a.m. in the morning till like 12 p.m. at night. I guess culturally uh, a wedding celebration maybe in the Philippines is a little yeah, it's maybe quite different. different. Than- <laughs> yeah, they, they're, I mean, in, in, in the Philippines, time is not, somehow as valuable as other, you know, parts of the world. So uh, any kind of event or something like that, you know, church even, you know, things like that go a a little bit longer. Even, uh, you know, social gatherings, um, you know, lunch or coffee, it's just hours, you know, it's not like time. Leisurely. Yeah. Take take life leisurely. But you want to document it all. So you had probably thousands and thousands of of pictures to go through. And I, I know he needed help. Yeah, going through all that. It was really crazy because, like, I had never. I went from doing photography for my school, my high school uh, yearbook, like, right, and then was shooting weddings for the most famous people in the Philippines. And like, it would be fun because, like, we always watch TV commercials in the Philippines, and I would always sometimes see at the weddings like the guy at the tuna commercials or some random shampoo commercial and it would just be funny to like see those people and like just giggle in my to myself and like that's so weird that I'm getting to take pictures of these people mm-hmm. yeah well I, I would assume though uh, that your professional photographer um, friend uh, was using digital right he yes. wasn't shooting stuff on film so what got you interested in film okay that's an he's partnered with this guy in the Philippines. Francis Perez, he's the founder of Sunny 16 Film Lab in Manila. Mm-hmm. And they shoot film actually for weddings, the guy Francis Perez. And Francis and Pat used to be in business together for photography, but then they both split up and did their own thing. But he started a thing called Sunny 16 Lab. And that's where I first used a dark room and started using film and working with them and it was super fun. And when I, yeah, it was just crazy. How did you come upon your equipment? Because we were just talking about how so many people just ditched it. I bet a lot of it's in the landfills, but expensive equipment. Uh, did you, were you able to find some really cool cameras to, to yeah. use? When I first got my first film camera, it was people from older people in Texas who were just like, have it in their closet yeah. and photographers and they never used it for the past like 30 years. So like different people would give me their cameras. We were hanging out with a friend of ours one, one evening and the guy said, Hey, uh, he found out Canon was into photography and he, he said, I'll be right back. And he left and he was gone like 30 minutes and he went home and he got a, a, a like a briefcase with his um, uh, film photography, you know, camera and all that. 
and lenses and everything and just brought it back and, and said, here, this is, I want to give this to you. I haven't used it. And uh, oh. it looks, I was almost brand new, you know, but he was really like canon into film photography way back at that time. And, um, and he just gave it to that. That was one of Canon's biggest, you know, kickstarts. Yeah, of course, the name Canon, you know, is one of the huge brands in, in cameras. Yeah, actually, his name is C-A-N-N-O-N. And, yeah, uh, like yeah. Canon is C-A-N-O-N is the company. But mm-hmm. but the name also goes back to my Wichita heritage. Um, there's a, a famous, uh, he's Kiowa, like Wichita, it's another tribe. He's Kiowa. His name was T.C. Cannon. He died in the 80s. But his, uh, he was a, probably the most famous Native American Indian artist ever until even until now. He's just so famous. T.C. Cannon. So that's where he got mm-hmm. Cannon's first name. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. And you told me uh, when we were chatting before about his middle name. Tell him what his middle name is. Yeah, so uh, because I'm Wichita, <coughs> excuse me, because I'm Wichita, I, I speak the language. Uh, so it's it's Waco, Tawakani, and Kichai. So those are the three bands of people who make up the Wichita tribe, which would be people who spoke Wichita. <clears throat> Excuse me. Of course, for everybody knows Wichita Falls, yeah, Wichita, Wichita, Kansas. Kansas. Yeah, so this is a, a huge right. mass so of the, land the, the that the, Waco, the Indians the, lived on. The Waco, Kichai, uh, Tawakani people. Actually, if you go somewhere east of Dallas, there's a Lake Tawakani. Oh, yeah. If you're Tyler, that area. So sure. that's, I've heard so of that. So the, the north of Texas, all of Oklahoma, and part of Kansas, all the way to Kansas City, were what was land it's 18 million acres that belong to the people who were wichita um so that's where our heritage comes from and so when canon was born each of our kids and he's born. he's your third <coughs> third born right you have yes. two older yeah yeah and so when each of the kids were born they they all got we named them with wichita names uh mm-hmm. nasa kidney is when it's the lord's day that's our oldest daughter um Wackets is actually a family name, and it's the middle name of our second daughter. And then Cannon's middle name is Hawadik Ishihidia. It means he's a blessing. You know, it, it's a um, it's a different language. It's beautiful. So it sounds different. You know, different. You know, like uh, any other language. But yeah, his name is uh, Cannon, and that's his middle name. And each of the kids succeeding after him, Eli and and Ada, all have Wichita names. Well, let's talk a little bit, Derek, about. Uh, your uh your past so where did you grow up and and what you know led you then to mission work yeah so i i grew up uh in anadarko midwest city oklahoma city lawton um uh which is actually the area when when the waco indians were escorted out of uh out of uh, waco they were taken to the city of Anadarko in Oklahoma. And so, and if you look at the the state of Oklahoma, it, it's, uh, there are many tribes that, that are there now. Maybe mm-hmm. there, there might be 20 or 30 tribes that live in and around Oklahoma somewhere. But the, 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 the Wichita tribe is, uh, people who were indigenous to that specific place. And so when those people were moved from Waco and other parts, you know, Kansas city, those people were taken to Anadarko also, um, uh, that's where I was born, uh, in, in Anadarko. Um, so that, that was 1964. So I'm, I'm 57 years old, um, now, but, uh, so I grew up in, um, uh, that area, Anadarko Lawton area, and then somewhere around junior high, 
my family moved to Aransas Pass, and so I, I pretty much grew up in Aransas Pass, Port Aransas. Mm, yeah, beautiful uh, as a, part a young of the state. Person, yeah, and then joined the U.S. Marines and went off around the world and uh, different things. Came back, met my wife in Houston, uh, got married, uh, got involved in church youth things in, you know, you know, different things with, with the church. And somehow there was an opportunity to go to the Philippines with the IMB. It's, it's a Southern Baptist mm-hmm. international, uh, international mission, mission board. board. So mm-hmm. we were in, we were IMB missionaries when we first got to the oh. Philippines and the story continues. It's we're 18 <laughs> years there. You know, Canna was born there. Uh, Canna was two years old. Our son Eli was born there. Ada was five months old. She's 18. Mm-hmm. So the two people who we're leaving behind here in Waco will be Cannon, who's 20, and then Ada, who's 18. She'll be going to McLennan probably. Mm-hmm. But leaving behind, meaning you're going back. Yeah, we're probably going to leave. I, if I can accomplish some tasks that I'm trying to work on for a project in Manila, um, in partnership with the Hope Center is a June Hunt's thing. And I don't know if you've heard, ever heard of June Hunt. Oh, uh-huh, yeah. So she's kind of famous in biblical counseling and this mm-hmm. kind of thing. She set up a center in uh, Plano, Texas, and we're copycatting kind of something that she did uh, wow. in Manila. But, um, yeah, so we're just trying to get Canon launched into photography. And I was going to say one thing that he said. I've learned, I think one of the things that he could share t- today would be things that people aren't aware of or people aren't even thinking about. As an example, he said yesterday, uh, if you take a digital picture, then, you know, actually you can see it right, right on the spot. That's sure. one thing. But you can also set the the camera to take seven pictures in a row. So you can't hardly miss, like, if you're like, if you're trying to get to kiss the bride, you know, and you're like, oh, can you kiss her again? I, I missed that, you know, with film. <laughs> you know, you might might miss that exact right. moment, you know. But with the digital camera, uh, you can uh, pick and choose any sequence of you know uh, of you know of that one shot where, and I think Cannon said this a while ago when when you shoot a uh, film photography, and I, I'm watching him sometimes. I'm not really a photographer, but I'm watching him because he's really looking through the lens and really kind of. I mean, there's a moment that he's he's really taking that shot. And it's 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 timed. It's well thought out, and and it's different than, you know, you know. And right, the, right. The art, the artistic nature, of being a photographer really comes into play. And I understand you you want to help develop a community of photographers. Tell me about that, Kenneth. Yeah, I think there's already a bunch of students from Baylor and McLennan who are film photographers mm-hmm. because they're taking that in school. But oh, I didn't know they were still teaching that, really. Yeah, but like, <laughs> I want to, yeah, I want to find all the people here and not only show them Waco Film Lab and that there's a place for them to get their film developed and work together and just create stuff together, but I want to hang out with those people and sure. like just get to know them because like we both love doing the same thing. It's just there's not many people who do that anymore. And I think that there's also so many people who want to learn how to do that who don't know anything about film. Well, yeah, they may have, you know, Uncle Joe's camera up in the closet. Exactly. And it's still perfectly good. They just don't know how to use it. Yeah, that's true. And also, like, it's just so much, like, you can learn so much with film photography because, like, you're taking your time, like my Mm -hmm. dad said, like, to compose the shot. But digital, like, you're just 
taking as many shots and then choosing the one you like out of the thousand you took. But with film, you have 36 or 24 exposures on a roll of 35 millimeter. And you really have to time out what you're going to like do with all those different pictures and like take your time to get good ones. And it's super, it's super like awesome to like just take your time and do that. Yeah. And you're also looking, looking for models as well. Yeah. Yeah. I'm also looking for models in Waco or anywhere near Waco that just want to collaborate and take pictures together, create Mm -hmm. something together, or even just like students who want to hang out and take pictures. There's so much in Waco. Like I like the Aloco building, but there's so much more in Waco to take pictures of. Oh yeah. I can't wait till that um, bridge, um, the hang, (laughs) the hanging bridge. Is that what it's called? No, no. The suspension bridge. Suspension bridge. Yeah. Same kind of. Yeah, idea. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. see. Well, so that kind of leads me to you. Your growing up years were in the Philippines, and now you are what a few months, literally in in the states. Yeah. Have you had a kind of an adjustment? I have. Americans are a lot different. There's nothing <laughs> like well, more fast pace. Obviously, it, we've already talked about that. Yeah, I think Americans are more fast paced, but like, I think Waco is a little bit slower than. The big city, I think that will be the biggest change for me is mm-hmm. I'm used to living in Manila, which is like millions of people. And then 24 million people. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And Waco, it's not a small town. It's more like a small city because there's a lot of things here and there's a lot of people here. But I think it will be a big adjustment. And it has been a big adjustment, like not having like hundreds of people walking on the streets or like taxis everywhere and stuff but i've done pretty good job like i think my younger sister will have a harder time really yeah yeah change all the changes and stuff why don't you talk about school but you homeschool your kiddos about high school yeah okay so but tell me about your school that you went to yeah um it's like an international school it was originally a missionary school only called Faith Academy, and it was a lot, over the years, it's changed more like just an international school because there's business kids there now and mm-hmm. nonprofit kids and just a bunch of different international kids like from all around the world. So actually our school is 60% Korean. There's a lot of Koreans at our school. Really? <laughs> yeah. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, Derek, let's go back to, to talking about the, the Indian, 
uh, your Indian connection, Native American. Is it incorrect for me to refer yeah, to them as Indians it, and no, should be Native it's, Americans? It's really, it depends the person. So <laughs> it's it's really. Uh, I mean, I don't want to offend. <laughs> no, it's, but, it's okay. Yeah. But of course, you know, we Waco, the name of the city, obviously taking taken from the tribe that lived here. Um, in fact, I when we lived in a part of Waco, had a. 300-year-old oak tree on the property, and my neighbor said, yeah, I said, uh, probably probably they camped under underneath mm-hmm. this tree, you know. Mm-hmm. It was kind of, kind of neat to think about. Um, but in 1986, there was a, a court case that did determine that 18 million acres were taken illegally from these tribes. Yeah, yeah it depend, that, that's, uh, all this language is also, it depends the person. So, like, if you talk, if you talk to a group of people who are uh, proud of their heritage, that they would say stolen lands, but then if you if to, if you talk to someone else on the other side of the spectrum, that might sound offensive. And so it, it really just whether it's Native American, American Indian, Indigenous people, you know, all oh, these yeah. language, mm-hmm. t- you know, terms, it, it just it's hard to say what's valuable to each person. But mm-hmm. but yeah, the the tribe, the Wichita, uh, Waco, Tawakini, Kichai people, um, uh, had actually been in a case with the federal government for a number of years prior to 1986. And it was just at that time that the, the government, the U.S. government, uh, um, acknowledged that the land was Wichita land. And so um, there was a settlement. Uh, and it sounds like a lot of money, but it's really Actually, we're we're trying to buy a house here right now, mm-hmm. and so a house costs somewhere between a hundred thousand and three or four hundred thousand or sure. whatever you're, you're. So the and and that's for a lot that's fifty foot wide by one hundred and twenty five foot deep. You know, you get um, so for you know, so when you talk about eighteen million acres, that's a lot of property, and actually it encompasses the whole of Oklahoma. And the the southern part, all the way up to Kansas City, Kansas, and the northern part of Texas, and so everybody knows that Dallas and Oklahoma City and all those cities are within that area. Mm-hmm. And so, but it's not just those cities; it's all it's also the mineral rights for the, you know, like in in Oklahoma, Kerr-McGee and 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 on and on and on, you know. And so the, it has so much value. But the federal uh, uh, acknowledgement was that the the land that that was taken away was about 18 million acres. And so the, the U S government paid the tribe, not what the land is worth today or at that time in 1986, but what the land was valued at at the time that the land was taken away, which was approximately a dollar an acre. Oh, okay. So while $18 million sounds like a lot of money, you know, it's really not, (laughs) you know? And so if if you just think about the the value, but, but uh, like a lot of those conversations in American history, there's not anybody present day to, to blame, actually. And there's nothing that really can be done to, you can't go into Dallas and say, okay, this belongs to the Wichita people. You can't do that. But I think the history part, um, and I'm, I'm, I'm talking to some local people, uh, Fiona uh, Bond. Bond. Yeah, she's been on this program. And, uh, yeah. and other people like her, people from Baylor, um, uh Stephen Sloan, mm-hmm. uh, the oral history yes, professor. Yes, Dr. So Sloan, yes. I'm supposed uh-huh. to do a, a podcast with him at some yeah. point. Oh, that's on cool. The oral history. Yeah. So I think uh, letting people, education, you know, when, when you whether it's a black history or Hispanic culture in, in you know, Texas or 
or or Native American history. I think mm-hmm. education is really the the, the value. And, and actually going back to photography, this is something I've been telling Ken. And, you know, when he takes a picture of a family, a family portrait today in, you know, Waco, let's just say it's your, you know, your family or that family. Mm-hmm. Uh, people, when, when you look at that picture, when you think about what you're doing, it's, uh, I mean, it's kind of valuable. You want something on the shelf. To, that's my family. But um, if you look at uh, historically photographers, and Cannon can talk about this more, but as an example, um, what is the name of the photographer? Um, golly, I'm drawing a blank. In American history, there was a, a famous uh photographer who was shooting uh, Native Americans. And when you look at that uh, today, it, it's a hundred years of photography, you know, so today it, it's Wichita uh, people. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a Comanche Kiowa people, sure. but it's history today only because a hundred years has passed. And so when you look at your family portraits, it, it, it probably doesn't have that great a value, but if we fast forward into the future, you know, people will look back at the, wow, look at this picture. It's from 2021. <laughs> wow, it's so old, you know. And so I'm telling Canon all the time that look at your work. And he's he's already thinking, you know, differently than when you just, when people look at pictures, you know. When I look at a picture that's digital photography and I look at a picture that's film photography, I can barely tell the difference. But he can, oh, it, yeah. at the moment, just go, that's really digital and I'm not really mm-hmm. into that. But the value of the art that he's doing, the value of the history that he's recording, you know. And, that he's well, really and preserving recording. a craft, really. Preserving mm-hmm. preserving something for the ages um, that could have just been tossed aside because of the new technology, which which is great because you've got, you know, computer programs that you don't even know if anything you're looking at on a digital picture is real or not because you can totally change the background. You can do all that stuff. And I guess you know how to do all that as well, huh? Yeah, I, I know how to do that. But also, like you were saying in the hallway out there, like what do you call that, the guy who does the glass? Oh, right, right, the yeah. etching. I, I forget the, the name of the time, but yeah, Brigham Mayfield, yeah, yeah, yeah. local photographer. Uh, and he got the camera from a fellow who'd been in business years and years and years ago and brought that back where it's, it's an acid etching on a piece of glass, which is what takes the image. So it's a reversed image. Yeah. It's really, you need to get in touch. with. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be so cool. (laughs) Like like you're saying, like, just like preserving that craft, like that's completely different. Like that's even older than film photography. Like that's even older. Like that's like, that's what the guy was using to photograph those Native Americans. Exactly. He wasn't using film. Exactly. And there's just so much to learn. Yeah. Even the, the, I mean, I'm learning just, I'm like, what he's, he's talking about all these things I'm learning. You know, it, if you take a picture, I mean, there, there are some settings on a digital camera that you, you can adjust or whatever. Oh, my, try to you, make it look real. Or, 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 or I mean, yeah. it's just that yeah. can be altered or adjusted. But mm-hmm. when you're shooting with film, there's uh, the speed of the film, you know, depending on what speed of film you're using, the shutter speed, the light, you know, light meter. He's, he's holding up uh, like a program on his phone that's like a light meter. I'm like, what are you doing? I don't even know what he's doing, you know. And so he's, he's, uh, oh, yeah. he's, he's seeing what is the light in this room or at this evening or whatever to, you know, and so I'm amazed at all those things. That There's a lot to know about all that. And I think it's wonderful, Canon, that you've, you've taken, taken on this as a, kind of your mission in a way 
Yeah. Um, so how can folks get in touch with you? What do you have like website? Yeah, and yeah. You have a, an actual location? I do not have an actual location right now, but I have a drop off location at MC Art Supplies. Mm-hmm. I partner with them and they're a drop off location. For and also, developing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just drop off your mm-hmm. film there and I'll pick it up and develop it and give you your digital scans and everything. But I'm also looking for. Um, drop-off locations that people I can partner with, mm-hmm. coffee shops or anyone who's just willing to... Record store. Yeah, <laughs> anything... <laughs> yeah, vinyl. We're getting back to that. <laughs> yeah. That's also... Who knew? When, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, everyone's getting back to everything analog, like vinyl and r- records and film and, like, music, like, people like old music. And, like, mm-hmm. there's just so much we can learn from all of that. Like, it's so... It feels so different, like when you listen to old music or compared to new music and like there's so much we can learn from it and then there's so much we can like just learn new things to like our parents listen to that like it's just cool like Mm -hmm. you were saying just find an old camera that was in your parents or your grandparents closet or listening my mom has a record collection and I was like wow this is so cool and that's what got me into records and I was like this is so much fun. Well, I'm glad. That's encouraging to me to know that uh, somebody 20 is, is get, getting yeah, back to the old things. And I was going to say also, the, the, some, Cannon can talk more about this, but there are people who are kind of famous in on YouTube. And if you watch Netflix, you can find um, articles. I mean, not articles, but programs, or, or not just Netflix, but Amazon Prime and about Harry Benson and other. There, there are YouTubers who are young people, like 22 years old like like canon what is the name of the willem verbeck or um joe greer like those are different film photographers who are younger people joe greer's a little bit older but willem's about my age and mm-hmm. youtube like they're just like only shooting film which is so cool like that they're going back to that too and and so th- these are people who are famous on youtube so if you look up william burbeck you know you can see and he's doing tutorials about you know scanning the negatives and and uh, developing the film and, and lighting and all those kind of things and so i think canon's learning at youtube university you know you can people the listeners of your program if they're interested in film they can watch you know follow some of the things that you can learn so much <laughs> just just google it um but you do have a, a website do you have a yes i have a website and i have instagram and facebook for mm-hmm. waco film lab waco film lab yes okay yeah, Waco Film Lab, and there's our prices there and everything and what we offer, and also in the future what we will offer. I want, we will have a um, a location at some point. Sure, and a studio. We'll, a mm-hmm. studio, and I want to make a creating space for people where they can go make their own prints with enlargers and dark rooms and make their own prints. And mm-hmm. Presently, we have a... Um, a membership or an office space at uh, Waco work. So if people want to meet Canon or come in, wh- one of the ideas is to, cause Canon has uh, digital disposable cameras for sale that people can just use buy and have that film. But also one of his thoughts is um, the community thing, you know, bringing t- together people at Waco work as an example, and then the, the meetup. And so Canon has, you know, four or five different um, uh, film cameras point and shoot. So if an individual wanted to come in and 
you know, meet up with Canon and buy a roll of film, pay for the developing and use the film camera, then they could go out and shoot for 30 minutes, that particular roll. And then in two or three days, you know, four days, Canon could return to Waco work with the, the, the digital scans of the, after he's developed the film. And I think that's another that thing. That is neat. That is a cool idea. Yeah, and if you go somewhere in a retail, retail, there's a couple of places where you can have film developed in one of these, you know, uh, re- retail stores here in Waco. Mm-hmm. There's a few, uh, but but that might cost you about twenty bucks, you know, or, or a little less. Takes a couple of weeks. You don't get your negatives back, and uh, it's just a long period of time, you know. And actually, I think I think it's funny because. If you think about digital photography, or, or people take pictures on their phones, oh, their iPhones, phones are, yeah, so you can fabulous instantly see it. Tools, yeah. Can you imagine if you if you went out and shot a roll of thirty five millimeter film, and you had to wait two weeks to see what the right. pictures even look like? Right. Canon can do it in like three days, four days. Well, you know. and the and the value of the collaboration of getting yeah, to yeah. you know to have that interaction, like musicians that collaborate and guitarists learn licks from each other, you know, and all that mm. kind of stuff is. It, that that's the value here as well of this community you'd like to put together. So again, folks can reach you. Do you have like a Facebook page as yeah, well? Yeah, Facebook mm-hmm. and Instagram for Waco Film Lab. Just follow us there, and there's a lot you can check out there, and also our website. But yeah. Oh, this is great. Thank you both so much, Cannon and Derek Ross. It's been a delight, and uh, love to have you back sometime. See how things are going. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and if if somehow there was an interest. I, I can talk more about the, my Wichita heritage, mm-hmm. the language. Um, my, my heritage is directly connected to my, the Christian experience that I have in my life. Uh, right. The church that I'm from in Anadarko is 146 years old and was for about 100 years. In, in They were having church in my language in, in Wichita. So actually, I've, I've going back to canon, I, I've taught him uh, like growing up in church, if you're just as an example, you know, uh, amazing grace, mm-hmm. you know, if you, you know mm-hmm. how to sing like that. So the church that I grew up in, when my dad was born, his first language was Wichita. So when people in Waco think about like Native America, you know, it's so far, you know, it's not because no. my dad, his first language was Wichita. The Waco people are speaking Wichita. That's my dad's first language that he's he's growing up in, you know, and and. And so, as an example, when he was in church as a kid, the, the the message, the preacher is preaching in Wichita. The songs are in Wichita, and but I think the church is survived for 146 years old because it's very closely connected to family and culture. So the Christianity is is perpetuated, but it's um, um, and then also the a, a, a slave shared the gospel with a Creek Indian. Uh, who was about 40 years old, and that Creek Indian uh, became a missionary at 40 years old to the Wichita people. So mm-hmm. the church that I grew up in as a kid was um, uh, it kind of indigenous. It wasn't like a, a white person trying to uh, communicate right. the Christian message. What do you think of other. when you think of a missionary? Yeah. 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 So, and I, I'm carrying that into what I do. Yeah. I'm not, not so much trying to be American Christianity to Filipinos in the Philippines, but. So back to the 146 years old church, you know, my dad grew up speaking, you know, the language, you know. And so in church, when I was a kid, and I've taught these things to Canon and our other kids, I'm singing um, Amazing Grace in, in my language. And this is, if I can just a little bit. Yes, please. 
<laughs> so I'm not a good singer, and and I actually you're you're you're, you're kind of a choir singer. Mm-hmm. Did, yeah. Is that your background, right? Uh, yeah, I'm a singer. Yeah. <clears throat> so you'll probably be a, a, a critic, you know. No, I won't. Not at all. <clears throat> But um, as a kid, I'm I'm singing like if you're singing songs in your in church when you're a kid, you know I'm I'm also doing that. But they're Wichita songs, so as an example, Ni wa sta wa waritsoka na ta ya se hi ho wa kui shi na get skadi araho tante ikya amazing mm-hmm. grace you know mm-hmm. so we're we're singing those songs in church as a kid you know and uh and understanding but, the but, lyrics i mean it's the, not like if we were lyrics, to sing latin you know we wouldn't well, really also, know what we're singing and, and i you think know? the thing that perpetuated the that made the the christian church in my in my tribe strong was the lyrics are actually different. It's mm-hmm. the melody that's the same. So okay. the the words are actually completely different. So it's not but a translation not, of amazing. No, not really. Grace, and yeah. so, but that's what's important about about um, you know sharing the gospel or um, communicating Christian you know ideas. You know, we need to keep the Christian thought, but how it pl- rolls out, you know, culturally may may look different, you mm-hmm. know, uh, in different parts of the world. And so, and so, going back to Waco. Film Lab, if you look at the logo for Cannon's um, on his Facebook and Instagram, Wicko Film Lab, it's um, it's a Wichita grass house. And so if you go to the Taylor Museum, the, mm-hmm. there's a Wichita grass house. I think it's a frame. My dad was interviewed by the Waco Tribune uh, just a couple of years back, along with the president of our tribe, uh, Terry Parton, and um, one of our leadership former president of our tribe, uh, Gary McAdams. But um, but the Wichita Grass House is the traditional dwelling that we lived in for probably 2,000 years, you know, in, you know, north uh, Texas, Oklahoma, and southern part of Kansas. So that's Waco Film Lab. Yeah, and Waco Film Lab, so you can see the logo. And as you mentioned, the Helen Murray Taylor Museum, make an appointment. You can go and see that in person. Before we leave, I'm going to put you on the spot. Will you speak a blessing over oh, us to wrap this up? Yeah, I, I would just say Canon's name. You know, it's Hawadik Ishihidia and that you would be blessed, you know. Um, so, yeah, that's that, that anybody listening would be blessed. The feeling is mutual. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much, both yeah. of you, Derek and Ken and Ross, for being with us today and uh, and sharing your lives with us. Thank you for having us. This Thank was you awesome. So much. Central Texas Living is part of the Rogue Media Network family. Be sure to check out their other shows at RogueMediaNetwork.com. Please rate us five stars on iTunes and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Join us again soon for more Central Texas Living, the podcast. Why am I here? I'm here to be your tour guide through Waco. I'm here to tell you all the goings-on in and around Waco. I'm going to give you the 411 on what's happening, what's going on, and what events you should go to. This is your host, Debbie, signing off. Now that you know, go. Just go, Waco. Waco.
are going on a run. Are you building a new business while managing a family? Are you tired of trying to balance home and work and everything seems to be coming up short? Then there's a podcast made just for you. Baking Your Business from Scratch is where we create the perfect recipe for building a successful business while managing your home and family with love. Come join us and see for yourself. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast. <laughs>